0: Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Roundtable. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is Alex Compton and Jared Ross Ducher. Uh, Ross, yeah. How do you pronounce yeah. that last
1: name? Yeah, it's Ross Ducher.
0: Ross Ducher uh, from the Tower Rack. Uh, we're previewing and discussing the Indiana's um, next matchup against Western Kentucky. It's kind of become a, a nice little rivalry uh, between Indiana and uh, Western Kentucky, this is uh, going to be the fourth game uh, in the series uh, as well. Nate, the comp is, is joining us too. So let's, uh, let's, Jared, let's break down the, the, the series history. This goes back uh, to uh, to 2008. Uh, the IU played, uh, they played games in, at both stadiums twice now Um and uh, it's kind of been a, a fun little series. How, on the Western Kentucky side, uh, how how do they look at this series?
1: Honestly, I mean, we definitely have enjoyed playing you guys in the past. I feel like each game that we've played, pretty much for the most part, has been a very, very close game. I mean, looking from last year and also looking at some of the past years. And uh, I mean, of course, it's appreciated that you guys as a big Ten school have come and played at the Halach and Bowling Green. That really helps with our ticket sales. Being able to have a bigger name such as IU come in and play is always really good for us as well. But I mean, as far as on the field, it's always been I think a pretty close matchup. You guys have won everything. We're still trying to get that first win against a Big Ten program. We've gotten really close to you guys. We've gotten really close against Illinois before, but we still haven't got it done yet. So I don't know when it'll happen, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, it's a series that, um, man, as an IU fan, going down there scares me. Uh, last year, it was a, a two-point game, and you guys had a, a sellout crowd. it was a blackout. It was loud. Um, and then in 2015, you guys came up here with Jeff Brom and um, made a lot of money on that team betting the overs on Western Kentucky that year. Uh, but, oh yeah! You know, put a put some uh, some scares into some IU IU teams. How's uh, the the twenty twenty two season going for you
1: guys? Um, so far so good. So obviously last year we had Bailey Zappi as our quarterback. He broke two NCAA records for most passing yardage in the season and also most touchdowns, beating Joe Burrow's record, which is insane to think about. And I mean, things were pretty good. Um, got a pretty good bowling against App State, which that's looking even better now that they just beat uh, AM <laughs> and they're going to be hosting college game day this week, which is crazy. But um, for about, uh, I mean, as far as this season, um, we had a pretty close call against Austin P. State University, which is a semi local regional school in Tennessee. And uh, we only beat them by about 11 points. So it was looking a little rough. They were kind of eating us up with the zone read quarterback run stuff. Uh, We were able to get 38 points in that game. We went to Hawaii and won that one pretty well. It's 49-17 for that one. Austin Reed is the new quarterback. He transferred from Division II's uh, West Florida University and actually beat out uh, Jarrett Daigie, who was a starter at West Virginia for the starting quarterback position in the offseason. So that's been a pretty big deal that someone from D2 to make the jump to D1 and be Feed someone who is starting at a at a Power Five school for the starting position at Western Kentucky. It's been pretty big, and uh, honestly, he's got the arm and he's got the talent to do it. I've been really impressed with them so far. Uh, defense, uh, we lost a lot of guys, but they're stepping up. There was, a, I think, like five takeaways against Hawaii. They looked really solid. So I'm glad that they've had that extra week of rest going from all the way to like five different time zones away and then finally coming back. So hopefully they'll be ready for this weekend. On the IU side of things,
0: uh, Nate and Alex, we know where IU stands, 2-0 and wins over Illinois and Idaho. Last week, this is a game that ESPN's FPI has Western Kentucky uh, with a 54% chance of winning uh, as of last night when I checked. Uh, it, the spread is, is six and a half on a lot of sports books. They're expecting a, a, a close game. Um, Alex, we'll start with you and then go to Nate. What um, what are you looking at uh, for the for this game for for the Hoosiers?
2: Yeah. Obviously I think, you know, starting with Western Kentucky, I think you, you have to start with the quarterback play, right. As we just kind of touched on um, Austin Reed, you know, good player. Um, I think the matchup of the game and the most fascinating matchup of the game is, is him against IU secondary and actually both, both secondaries. If I'm not mistaken, I think Western Kentucky leads the country in picks with seven. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Basilac has had, you know, some accuracy issues at times. Again, last week against Idaho in a monsoon, I'm not going to really put a lot of the ball placement issues on him, but um, passing game is going to have to look a lot better than it did in the first half against Idaho on Saturday night. Um, starting off in a hole like we did and not scoring in the first half, uh, I think puts you in more trouble against Western Kentucky than it obviously did against Idaho. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at, how IU has played so far. If you put, if you flush the first half against Idaho and put some sort of combination of the other three halves that you've played this season on the field on Saturday, I think you feel good about it. Um, But if you're sloppy, if we're throwing the ball around, um, I mean, this is a Western Kentucky team. They lost a lot from last year from a really, really good team last year. Um, But still, I mean, they're going to be aggressive on both sides of the ball. So you know, if Indiana's not ready to play at noon, so it's their first non-night game, um, you know, I think I think you're in for a close second half. But um, for me, it, it definitely comes out to takeaways on on both sides of the ball. So Nate, what about you on defense?
3: Yeah, I think the biggest thing I'm looking at, at for the Indiana defense, at least that is, is just to see improved tackling. Cause we know, like, you know, Western Kentucky has, has a lot of new players that based on the team that we saw last year or compared to the team we saw last year, but a lot of their success just comes from their system. So just getting the ball to their playmakers in space and forcing the Indiana secondary to make tackles in space. And if you don't, they're going to go for big yards, big explosive plays. And we've seen some issues so far this year with the Indiana tackling of it just has not been the best at times um we saw that even in the the great second half that we had against idaho there were still definitely some tackling issues and probably should have been a shutout but we ended up giving up what 14 points to him in the in the second half or so so i think that's definitely something we're going to be looking for in the in this matchup with western kentucky
0: Uh, jared i wanted to ask you about um a former Hoosier is now playing a running back down there, Davion Irvin Poindexter. How is he? Uh, you know, I, I saw him run a little bit against uh, Austin P., but how is he uh, fit into the, the running game over there?
1: Honestly, he's come in and he's looked really solid. He's basically the RB1 at this point. He's been getting most of the snaps on offense. But they've been kind of sharing it between him, uh, Robichaud, and also uh, Moses, uh, which has been really good. But, I mean, honestly, Poindexter, he's been getting – I think he's the leading rusher on the team. So he's fit in really well. They looked really good against – all three of them did against Hawaii. So um, he's been a good addition to the team.
2: Yeah, Jared, and then sticking sticking with offense here. Obviously, we touched on on Zappy gone, but then Stearns, the you know that leading receiver from last year, just you know all everything I think could have played at you know a ton of schools, regardless of conference or division, whatever. Um, what are some differences you've noticed from the offense, obviously through two games, um, or what are some things that are you know the same despite losing you know two of those you know all world college football players?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a lot of talented guys. And his brother, Josh uh, Stearns, is actually still on the team. He was injured, and he should be able to play for this weekend. Like Coach Hilton said, I think today that he's going to be good to go. So they'll maybe get him back. But the two main wide receivers have been Daywood Davis and uh, Malachi Corley. And both of those guys have just looked phenomenal, especially Corley. Uh, He looked really good against Austin P. I think he had three touchdowns just in that game. And then against Hawaii, that was when David Davis went off as well and looked really solid in that one. So, both pretty equal threats, I would say. I mean, and still a little bit of a drop off from having someone as talented as Jarrett Stearns, who I still think should have made a roster in the NFL. Yes. But, I mean, getting Joshua Simon back at tight end I think has been as big as anything. He's still kind of getting adjusted. He came back from an injury. He was gone all of last season. But he was looking like an NFL caliber tight end before he got hurt. And if he can get back to that form that he had before his injury, then that's going to open up a whole other
2: world of possibilities for this offense. Yeah, I think uh, Simon's an interesting one. I think he had the, uh, that flea flicker touchdown against Hawaii. I saw yeah. that, that clip. He broke about 12 tackles on that one. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know, big body, good size at, at tight end. So definitely something to watch for. Uh, but, I mean, other than that, is it, you know, our normal air raid? Um, any differences you've noticed this year? Or are we going to see, you know, a pretty similar offense to what we saw last year uh, down at your place?
1: Um, even with a new offensive coordinator with Ben Arbuckle, I mean, Coach Helton, he still likes to run the same array type offense. You definitely should be expecting for uh, <laughs> expecting for a lot of passing yards in this game. Uh, the run game isn't super stable yet. I mean, Poindexter is obviously pretty good and they divide it between him and the other two guys. But obviously the bread and butter is going to be through throwing the ball, uh, usually kind of up. Up-tempo offense too. A lot of no huddle depending on how well they're getting momentum on a drive. So that's something to expect as well. Doesn't really give your defense much time to rest or make substitutions or anything. So a lot of what you saw from last season, I would expect again, it's just not quite to the level that it was last season yet. So, I mean, we played about this time. It's the same time of the year last year. I feel like it had that game been in November as opposed to like September or October, whenever it was, I think that we probably would have ended up winning that game. Right. But yeah, I mean, it still took a lot of time for that defense, especially to Joe last season. And uh, they're starting off well this year, like you said. I mean, with all of the interceptions and takeaways and everything, they're looking really solid on that end. But we'll, we'll see. I think it's still looking pretty good. But. I don't know yet.
0: If you had to go with the, and we'll go down the line here uh, and starting with Alex. um, If you had to go for a casual fan watching, tuning into this game at at noon, what is the one matchup that, that you're tuning in to watch?
2: Yeah. You know, Helton's presser today, he talked about IU's ability to disguise coverage and blitzes as well as get pressure with four. So Um, For me, I think it really comes down to can those bowls and DNs get pressure without having to blitz a ton against this air raid offense, you know, and I touched on it in our, you know, after the dust settles yesterday, I I think this is a real test for IU safeties uh, and pass defense tonight or on Saturday. Um, You know, John Haynes did not play against Idaho. He was a passing down specialist in the Illinois game. Um, we talked about, you know, we're not sure how healthy monster Matthews is. He had that, that big tackle in the, in the fourth quarter down there last year. Um, so I don't know, for me, it really comes down to, I use edges and bowls getting pressure without having to bring the house because, you know, air raid against, you know, a lot of different schools and competition is going to give you trouble. So, um, and, you know, they've had the luxury of a bye week to, to get ready and game plan for us where we obviously have not. So. Um, for me, you got to, you got to try to get pressure at four or five. Uh, Nate,
0: how about uh, you? What is, uh, what is your matchup to watch?
3: I'll, I'll flip over. We we haven't mentioned this yet, just to the, the Indiana offensive side of the ball of what well, we have a, a rushing a game. We saw in the first week one against Illinois that Shivers had the game winning touchdown. But other than that, there was really nothing coming from the Indiana rushing attack. And we went essentially air raid, especially on that last drive. Like, we had no no rushing game the entire time. Uh, then we switched over to week two and I don't ignore the first half, but second half a lot of what we were uh, the offense was being created through our rushing attack. So I'll I'll be interested to see this week if we're we look more balanced if we kind of head back to that air raid that I feel like we're most comfortable with with at least what we've seen so far. Um, I'll I'll be interested to see what we see there.
0: All right, Jared, to you, which uh, which matchup on Saturday are you most interested in watching?
3: Honestly,
1: I mean, I don't know if I would consider it just a general matchup or just one particular person, but just seeing Poindexter coming back to Bloomington, seeing how he's going to look coming into this game, because I think the run game is going to be really important for Western just for the fact that they need it. Uh, because if you're expecting pass every single snap, then, I mean, you could just have a lot more corner quarter, quarter type defense having a bunch of guys in the backfield, being ready for it. But if you can get a pretty solid run game from anyone being able to maybe do some more play action stuff, that's more effective and maybe actually get a hundred yards on the ground. I think if they're able to get a hundred yards on the ground, that, that will really, really help the offense a lot, being able to do that. Cause they can still, they can still throw the ball. That's not the, really the problem, but I would like to see, a little more balanced because if for some reason your defense is really locked in and blocking down everything that Reed is throwing, then I think that, that having an effective run game can make a big difference for Western.
0: Yeah, if I'm going matchups, they're not going to be on the same field as he, at the same time. But Western Kentucky's secondary leading the nation in inter- interceptions, and then Indiana's secondary, uh, we know what they could do with Tywan Mullen and Jalen Williams. I, whoever comes out of there the most productive, making the most tackles, uh, pass breakups and things like that and creating the most havoc, I think that goes a long way into deciding the game. Now they won't face head-to-head, um, but it, it's something that when you go back to the stat sheet after the game, uh, you're going to look at, you know, those, you know, tackles, passes broken up, interceptions and things like that. That'll go a long way to determining who, who wins this game.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, I, I think I use secondary, you know, we've been told all off season and all fall camp, everyone's healthy. Everyone's excited to show, you know, last season was a fluke with the big plays and the, you know, poor defense at times. A lot of it was, you know, the offense was just absolutely inept, but um, it's, you know, a prove it game, you know, obviously another big game the week after at Cincinnati. So you hope there's no, you know, look ahead um as crazy as it sounds I I do think the first half against Idaho is kind of a good thing um so you know early in the week you know should be a a good amount of focus but yeah I mean I think the game is going to fall in both secondaries um IU is not afraid to throw the ball um and I think you'll look to get some of the size with 6'5 Donovan McCauley and 6'4 Cam Camper involved possibly on the outside um and then AJ Barner we we always talk about it but um, I think early in the game, especially getting Connor Bazelak kind of settled in, I feel like the tight end over the middle of the field is, uh, you know, a spot where we could see some, you know, possibility with the aggressive Hilltoppers defense. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a big prove it week for, for both secondaries. So it should be really interesting. I hope they let them play uh, on, on the back end, but we will see.
3: I think, I think it'll be interesting with the secondaries too, of just both teams definitely are designed to play fast on offense. And we've seen just how deflating it can be when you go very quickly of at your defense forced a away, but then in 20 seconds you had three incomplete passes and now you're punting and it just feels like a, a waste of a takeaway, a waste of a turnover. So it'll be interesting kind of both ways to see if the offenses can sustain drives enough that they can keep momentum, or if either defense can kind of take that momentum away, control the time of possession and neither team is used to winning the time of possession. So it will be interesting to see who does this game.
0: Yeah, that's definitely an interesting point, uh, Nate. And if you're betting, I'd probably take the over because there there are going to be a lot of possessions. Um, you know, I, the last few years under Tom Allen, they kind of wanted to limit the possessions. And, and you're looking at eight, nine, maybe 10 possessions a game. This is this is going to be a game where teams, both teams might get, you know, maybe 12, 13, 14, 15 possessions uh, and be up up there on that. Uh, Jared, before before we get out of here, any um, any final thoughts and a prediction on on uh, on
1: Saturday's game? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, I've been up to Bloomington's campus uh, once before. It's an awesome, awesome campus. Uh, I hope that there's a decent amount of Western people that will be able to make it. I mean, it's not too far, but as far as on the field, I think that it's going to be a lot like last year for me, just to the fact that I feel like if this game was later in this season, we would have a better chance. And I know that ESPN's FBI likes us a little more than you guys winning right now but honestly I still think that Big Ten win has been so elusive for us I wish that I could see it happening this year but you guys are like head and shoulders like the most talented team we've played so far this season so I, I at least as of right now I see you guys winning maybe by field goal maybe give me 38 35 something like that
0: yes Nate we'll go with you final thoughts and and predictions
3: yeah, I, I agree with everything that Jared just said. Um, I, I also was going to go with IU 38. I'm, I'm going to go Western Kentucky 31. Think they went, we win by a touchdown, but I think, I think it'll be another game just like we saw last year that could very much go to the, the last possession. And it just kind of depends on who has the ball last. So I'm excited for it.
2: Alex. Yeah. I don't know if excited is my word, mate, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, weirdly, I don't, I don't see it ending up a lot like last year. Um, I do think Western Kentucky lost a lot, um, especially when you talk about dynamic playmakers on offense. Um, And I think, you know, despite the bye week I think them playing, you know, Austin P in the FCS and then a Hawaii team that has, I think, 50 new scholarship players this year. And then, you know, on the road in the big town, I think that's a massive jump. So I think, us having already played Illinois is, you know, hopefully, you know, an advantage for the the step up in physicality and, you know, athleticism that we'll definitely see from last week against Idaho. Um, I don't know. Prediction wise, I I do think Indiana comes out much, much sharper than they did on Saturday night against Idaho. Um, I think you're going to see a a good run game um, and hopefully, you know, some nice sacks by the, the IU football defense, because I do think, they're going to be pretty aggressive and not sit back and let the air raid really pick them apart. Um, so it's, I, I, I see, I feel like you may see some big plays given up by the IUFB defense. Um, but prediction I'll go 30 to 20 Indiana. Um, I think it's going to be a a very big bend don't break day for Tom Allen and the defense. Um, so I, I think Reed will throw for 400 yards or 300 yards, but, um, I think it'll be a lot of, uh, wait till we get into the red zone to really pack it in but so i'll go i'll go 30 to 20 but um should be a fun one i'm excited for competent offensive football um, on both sides which will be good for once
3: i heard the excited word
2: yeah oh yeah i guess i guess for for that specifically i guess um but for the 11 a.m central time kickoff um you know not not great for my game watching habits let's just let's just leave it at that so See, it'll be a quick, quick bedtime on Saturday night, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so we're all predicting a not in Iowa, South Dakota state. Uh,
2: I hope score. not. I, you know, I, if that's going to happen, I think we both just forfeit and like we'll play during our bye week and the toppers can pick up someone out. I just, if it's a, a three to three game with two safeties, I think both teams get a loss. That's, that's what I say. <laughs>
0: everybody (laughs) takes a loss. I think,
2: yeah, I think everybody just packs it up. I think we, everyone goes home and then we just forget it ever happened. So that, that would be my advice, but you know, you never know. I guess. Right. The ball was very drunk this past weekend. Yes.
0: Yes. Super drunk.
1: Um,
0: It's been all season. It's been super drunk. Um, But yeah, I see a game that's, that's going to be high scoring. It's going to come down to red zone efficiency. Uh, as well kind of like it did last year a yep. little bit um you know how you won on I think five field goals and a couple touchdowns where you know if IU changed that and, and scored a few more touchdowns they probably put Western away a little bit earlier but it's going to come down to to that it's who, who leaves the least amount of points on the field um at those times. And, and it's, it's always been a good game against Western Kentucky. Uh, they, they bring it usually bring a good crowd as well. The weather shouldn't be terrible uh, like it was last week. So I, I I'm ready for some fireworks at, at Memorial stadium. Hopefully, um, IU comes out with a win uh, and goes three and and then hopefully uh, Jared, I hope Western Kentucky has a fantastic season afterwards. Um, and, 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 gets uh they're still in a conference USA for right now right um, yeah unfortunately <laughs> gets uh, accused of championship uh and all those things but Jared um for our listeners just tell tell the folks uh where they can find you on social media and things like that
2: yeah so
1: uh you can find us on twitter at the towel rag wku um you can also find us on facebook and instagram as well with the same handle so if you want to keep up with res- western kentucky stuff i mean you can find us over there and, and everything so we'd appreciate
2: it yeah and then anything specifically you know coming this week talking about the game on saturday that our our listeners and readers should uh watch out for from you guys yeah, we
1: always have the keys to victory article from our perspective, looking at what really needs to happen for Western to be able to get a win. And also we still have our game grades from the Hawaii game to look at and, uh, maybe even do a and a with you guys again to have that up. So the WKU people can kind of know what to expect from an IU perspective as well. So lots of different stuff
2: we'll have up this week. Sweet. And yeah, I think, uh, a return Q and a is only fair. So, um, yeah, Jared. Thank you again for uh, for joining us and for your time tonight, uh, Sammy or Nate. Anything else before we uh, wrap up here?
0: I'm good. I just I'm I'm ready for for a non rain Saturday game.
2: Not to get yeah. home at 3 a.m. Hey, you know anything for the win? But uh, yeah, so for all of us at Hoosier Huddle, we'll have more stuff previewing the game against Western Kentucky. This Saturday, the 17th, kicking off at noon Eastern on Big Ten Network. For Nate Combs, Stampy Jacobs, I'm Alex Compton, and then once again, thanks to our friend Jared over at the Towel Rack WKU for his time and analysis tonight.
1: Look around; you
0: can find cars like these on Auto Trader: new cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader.